0: Mariah here from Pink Pewter, and welcome to my biz talk. You know, there's no shortcuts for hard work, and this girl that I have on is the brain behind a lot of large corporate companies, and I have her on here today because we all want to know how she does it, and her name is Megan, and Megan, I want you to come on here, introduce yourself just a little bit more than I did, and we'll keep talking, babe. Come on on
1: all right all right um well first of all thank you for having me on your biz talk i've been listening i love it i love all of your guests and everybody has such amazing unique information and and background to share so it's great that we're all able to learn from each other especially at this time when so many people are home and and you're just absorbing as much information as you can from any outlet that you can i think this is a very positive space to be learning from each other and and so i just really appreciate you putting these together and, and for having me on so thank you very much you know i love it um <laughs> so as you mentioned um i formerly worked with a very large distributor that i'm sure many of your followers um shop at or frequent frequently and um i was in charge of our social media our community engagement. And basically how we appeared and how we connected with the community. So um, we had a team of artists who kind of re- represented us in the community um, we we went out we did education we did all sorts of things to bring the, the stylists and the small business owners everything that they needed to be successful. And so that's really where I kind of grew, where I cut my chops, where I spent the most of my time, because I am, no joke, obsessed with hairdressers and makeup artists and everyone in the industry. I am, like, creepy obsessed with you guys. I love you. And uh, you can't get rid of me. Um, <laughs> since I've moved on from that role, I've become kind of a consultant. So if anybody... Um, If brands or if small businesses had questions about how do I grow a social presence or how do I grow a community around my brand, I was able to kind of come in and see, you know, what is your brand? Who do you want that community to be? What are you trying to say and do with this community? And that's kind of what we've been um, doing and having conversations with brands and artists alike. Small other detail. Uh, My husband and I recently opened a salon, which is where I'm at right now, um, which is sadly empty and quiet right now, but um, it will be bustling again soon, everybody. Don't worry, we're coming back. Um, So we're also salon owners now. So I wasn't just obsessed enough to be involved in the community. I had to really be a part of it.
0: I love it. You know, I've met Megan about maybe maybe five years ago, and I have seen her blossom from the minute she started with her companies. And um, she really like grew so many artists. I mean, I've seen you like scout out artists that had 100 followers, and now they're like at millions, but you really know how to find that talent not only do you find the talent, but you actually, you know, guide them to the right directions. And I have you on here because, you know, you have so much knowledge and so much, you know, to give the world, but you're one of those people that are very silent and know, you know, like, I got to get you on here, I said, because people people need to know who you are. I had to, you know, because you are this, you know, you give so much knowledge to people. I mean, Like what you've done to a lot of artists and growing them. So I know there's artists right now that have 200 followers and, or maybe a little more and they love what they do, but they can't get to the next level. Megan, I need you to like give some information because girl, everybody needs to pick your brain. Like how can they find someone like you, you know, to guide them or what do they need to do? Well,
1: um, and I've heard you say this a million times, everybody is their own brand. Every stylist has their own brand. So you need to first and foremost, decide what is your brand? What are you trying to achieve with social media or in your business? What is your goal? And work from there. If your goal, like if you're sitting at 200 followers, your goal needs to be clients. You probably need clients in your chair every day, and your goal with your social media is to get more clients in. So that needs to be your first goal. If you only have 200 followers, maybe don't be reaching for the big brands just yet, because you need to be solid on your own before you start bringing that kind of attention in. Once you hit that kind of 2,000, 2,500 mark, then you can start looking like, okay, I really use this brand a lot and I would like to align myself with that brand and I'd like to work with them some more. How do I get them to notice me? Show them off. Show them the love because that's what they see. They're gonna see if they're tagged in every one of your posts. They're gonna see if you're shouting them out in stories because somebody is sitting in a corporate office somewhere going through all the notifications and if they see that megan in flower mound texas is you know tagging them every single day they're at least going to you're going to pique their curiosity to at least look at your page and then when they get there give them something to look at because if, if you're not showing off their products and your amazing work of course it has to be beautiful work it has to be you know grounded in in talent and in amazing work that you can show off but they need to see that you are an authentic lover of their brand so if you're trying to work with a certain brand or you know if you want to get noticed by a distributor or a magazine make sure that you're doing things to draw them into you because that's what we were looking for constantly every brand and every magazine and distributor has a hashtag that they're looking for they have um They'll do different contests that you can use those hashtags for. You know, Sydney Lopez lives very near to me. And she always talks about how she got noticed by Modern Salon by doing their blue challenge. And she entered every single day. And she entered 50 times a day. And that's how she got noticed by Allison. And that turned into an amazing relationship for them. So it's it's really deciding what you want the goal to be and working your way to that. And as far as finding a mentor, trust me, the people at those brands see you and you can just stay in front of them, stay in front of them. And I always think it's creepy, but if you can figure out who is running those accounts and follow their personal pages, it makes them feel special and they'll follow you. And then they'll be like, oh, this person likes me. So I wonder, let's see what they're working on today. And that way, when they're looking for content on their pages, on the brands or the distributors, and they say, oh, I need a banging balayage to post on Thursday, I wonder what this artist has been doing. And if they know they can go to you to find quality content that has the right hashtags, it has the right products, you're going to become a go-to for them. Um, Very baseline, everybody needs to be authentic. You know, you can, you can find that brand or that distributor that you want to align with, but you still have to be you and you have to have your own perspective and everything you put up needs to add value that they can turn around and use on their page.
0: I love it. I love it. So, all right, I'm going to step outside the box a little bit. So I had Megan um, at one of my events that I hosted in Texas. And I I asked her, Megan, can you help me with social media? Please just, you know, just capture whatever you can on my social media during the show. And, you know, you can post it. Take over my, my Instagram. Guys, I've never, ever seen so many amazing stories and detail to the max like she did. Now, can you explain what you did? Because everybody needs to follow those steps. And I know it's a little complicated, but please, please share.
1: It's not as complicated as it looks. I'm glad it looked really complicated. But the key is to record everything. Always have your camera on video. Just video everything and then go back and slice it up. And you can use a million different apps to do so, but that way you don't miss anything. And if there was an amazing quote that you're like, "Oh, that was great," but I was looking at that lady's roots over there. What did they just say? The way you can play it back and then you can pull out the quote that you needed. Um, I use a lot of apps. I use things like storio I use um, Unum for for plotting. I use Canva a lot. Um, so I just. Download every app and play with it and see what works for you, but definitely focus in on those nuggets because those little nuggets of information that are going to add value are what people are going to pause on and they're going to stop and they're going to read it or they're going to replay it. It's not always about having forty stories because if I log on and I see fifty little dots across the top, I ain't got time for that, and I'm just I'm just not I'm not going to do it. So I'm I'm looking for. 10 to 15, that was always our goal um, at, at a hair show or anything, was 10 to 15 stories a day. And that's enough to convey important information, but not overwhelm your followers.
0: Well, that's a really good tip. Did you hear that, guys? <laughs> when I'm doing a story, I, I, I just keep doing clips, 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 record the whole thing, Good good tip. I really, really like that tip. I'm, I'm, I'm learning something.
1: <laughs> and just record the, everything and then chop it up.
0: <laughs> yeah. I really like that idea. I really like it, but she's, she's fabulous and it's someone that you definitely need to follow. Or if you have a question on anything, sorry, I have to say this, but it's tough times and they need help. I'm going to tell them, go DM you for sure. <laughs> right, do it. Do yeah, it.
1: I'm just sitting at home. I'm about, Five months pregnant, so I'm just sitting at home with my dogs, baking, waiting for for better times. So I'm happy to help anybody that needs any help.
0: And by the way, you look beautiful, and you are definitely <laughs> glowing. All right, your salon is behind you, and it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you know, this girl worked corporate, and she found passion in hairdressers, and she said, "I am going to open up my." own salon and it's probably what a year and a half old probably or two
1: it'll be one in june
0: okay so going he <laughs> just had you know this is one year going into a new business and an entrepreneur now you know and going through this virus is not fun and something obviously a learning lesson for everyone what is your salon doing right now in these tough times
1: cleaning Um, that's that's the number one thing that um my husband and i will come down once a week and do like a spot check um there will be a massive cleaning before we're able to reopen but right now i think the most important thing we're doing is staying in touch with our artists um because they are definitely feeling it right now. I know everybody is, we are all anxious to get back behind the chairs and have that connection with our clients, um, as well as the income that that comes with our clients. But right now, we definitely feel that the safest thing to do is be home um, and, and take all necessary precautions. So right now what we're doing is we're planning out what our reopening procedures will be what our new protocols will look like. Um, I'm actually staring right now at our snack bar that is going to be completely emptied out because there will be no self-serve drinks or snacks for a while just to minimize the spread. Um, We don't know when Texas will reopen. Um, To be honest, we hope it's not too speedy. We want to be careful. We're more on the cautious side, but we want to be prepared and keeping in contact with our team, um, keeping morale up. You know, we send each other TikToks and stupid memes every day. You know, we're, we're trying to stay in communication and keep that relationship strong. And luckily, um, we were watching the news and we were watching kind of what was happening back in January. So we, we were as prepared as you could be for the situation. And we are very open owners. I'm here every day at the front desk. So I'm, I'm very connected with, the, with our team. And we've been talking to them about what might come, what we hoped wouldn't come, but would likely come for a couple months. So when we made the decision to close, nobody was surprised. Um, we actually closed about a week and a half to two weeks before anybody else in our town did just because we really felt it was important and we knew it was coming and we wanted to do it kind of on our terms so that we could tell our clients and, and be prepared. So because we did such a good job leading up to our, our team that this is what's happening. This is why do you understand? They all understood and they were able to prepare as well. So we're very fortunate. We're in a good place. We connect with our team. Um, we're staying connected to our clients through our email program, and we have we have a list of everybody that's going to be um, booked immediately when we reopen. So we're just keeping clean, keeping sane, and doing everything we can um, to continue learning and and doing the best we can in this time.
0: No kidding. I was just reading yesterday. Um, you know, Georgia opened, and everything that they need to follow in order to open, is pretty ridiculous. I was um I was I was actually in shock. Um but my mom has a small salon and she's kind of sort of freaking out because if those laws come to Chicago, I mean I feel that if one governor starts it, every other governor is going to follow. So to oh god, you have to put a thermometer on their forehead. Everybody that walks in, we have to check for their temperature, which is I don't know. It's kind of, I, I, it freaks me out, but that's fine. Um, you have to use the capes uh, and throw them away. So yep. that's going to be super expensive, like so expensive to like do that. The towels, you have to bleach them or I don't know the sanitation. I haven't read that part. What's the other one? The chairs, you, you have to put them six feet away from each other. Um, yeah. What's the other one? Oh my goodness. Changing that's- your
1: clothes before you go
0: home. That already got approached to manufacture for a couple large distributors, face masks. Face guards. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be doing that. So I'll be sending you some once we get them. Face guards. Oh my gosh, my husband face, was so excited. And face um, and uh, masks also we're going to be yeah. doing for a lot of uh, going into the salon. But I'm going to show you something that's really cool that my mom ended up showing me. And... I was like, what the heck are you doing? You know, and instead of the, the, what do you call it, the capes? Cause mm-hmm. she started Googling to like buy capes and they're like the least expensive one to like is like five bucks to throw away. Mm-hmm. Capes, they're expensive. I think that's expensive. Yeah. And you're gonna add on to the customer. So my mom goes, uh-uh, I'm gonna do less than 50 cents. And I go, what is it mom? A garbage bag, a clear garbage bag. She got it at Sam's Club. She put a hole in the top a it. in it all the way down. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, you got to figure out what you got to figure out. Um, yeah. If you're a Hoya oh. Katie salon, there's no way you're going to put a bag on your customer. But, you know, the add-on cost is definitely going to be a lot more margin if you use that than a $5. Because you're going to have to charge your customer $20 just for that cape. And you got to supply the mask to them, too. Did you know that?
1: Yes. So we've actually, my mom does, um, she actually works here on Saturdays. I know. And she's been been licensed for, I'm not going to tell how many years. But um, she does not sit still well. So the whole stay-at-home order has been, she's very antsy. So she has been making cloth masks for our whole community. She's made hundreds of them. So I'll cut them out, and then she'll sew them up. Um, But we've been making masks for our team for when we return. So we've got about 50 masks that we'll have in rotation that are going to get bleached uh, because whether it's mandated or not in the area, our team and our clients will be required to wear masks when we reopen. Mm -hmm. So we've been, we've been making masks. We've been (laughs) getting ready.
0: I think it's going to be a little uncomfortable. Um, to wear them as a hairdresser you know from experience i think it's going to be a little hard i mean i went yesterday to sam's club with my mom and my sister you saw me on facebook being silly but i had my mask on and we were talking and they couldn't hear me because we're used to reading people's lips <laughs> right? right so now we are like bah, 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 and they're like i can't hear you i can't hear you imagine and you're gonna be sweating because you know how stressed out you know everybody gets when you know you're busy but and the salon but there's i don't know how we're gonna do it you know to like balance all of these customers i think a lot of salons are going to be losing a lot of money and in and, and time right
1: unfortunately know. yes um luckily as far as the spacing goes we we were able to kind of reconfigure so that there will be a stylist at every other station so there will be six feet between them um and we're just before we open, and like I said, we've been in constant contact with our team, but before we open, we're going to have a team meeting where we go through all the protocols and say, I'm sorry, guys, this is going to be uncomfortable, but it's for our safety and it's for our client's safety. Um, if you're not comfortable with it, I'm, I'm very sorry, um, but these are this is what we're going to have to be doing for a while. And like I said, I'm here all day. I will be wearing a mask all day. Um, I'm going to have my glasses on. And I'm just going to be the cutest little pregnant lady at the front in full PPE. Um, I'm doing everything I can to prevent getting a plexiglass shield put in because that's what my mom wants to put me in a little box right now. And <laughs> she just wants to protect me. But I'm not, I don't think we're going to go that
0: far. I don't know. It's, it's definitely a new era of life that everybody needs to go to. And some yeah. will understand it and some won't. And that's um, true mentally um a lot of people are being affected by it and it's really sad um how are you what advice do you give to people to be able to control that mindset because that is super important
1: honestly limit your social media limit how much crap you read on facebook Um, I, I've gotten into a really bad habit where I just start reading all these news articles and all the comments and I get really into all of the drama in like, I don't know if anybody else has this, but in our town, we have a Facebook group that's just for our town and they they get, they get petty in there and like <laughs> a neighbor's attacking neighbors. And I never say anything because I don't want to stir anything up with the business name or anything, but I'll just watch it. And a lot of times the drama in there and people calling each other out, calling each other stupid, that's not helpful to anybody in the situation. So if you find yourself reading all these articles and you just can't believe what you're reading and what's true anymore and the disinformation, just just put it down, put the phone down. Um, I have many friends who throughout this whole situation have had to go full uh, cell phone detox, just put it away. And if you can stop yourself from going down that black hole of over-reading and um, over-researching, do. Obviously stay informed and, you know, do your daily checks and check in with your friends. But stay away from too much media, unfortunately.
0: I just, you know, I have Megan on here because, you know, she's, she has the brain of being in corporate and she has the brain of having a salon. And I have her on here because, you know, it's really, really important to have people on here to give guidance and to give, you know, to share stories of, you know, what they're going through in these tough times or what, have you ever gone through something like this in your past that you're like, holy shit. (laughs) how do I get out of it? Have you ever done anything? Have you ever like hit rock bottom?
1: I don't think anybody has experienced anything like this before. And it's mainly because it's so confusing and the information changes so regularly and rapidly. Um, but other than that, I pride myself on being kind of, my husband's going to laugh, but like, I'm pretty flexible. I can roll with it. If something happens, you just adapt and keep going but this really knocked us all for a loop. And I just, the only advice I can give is to stay true to what matters to you, stay grounded in your family. And if you're religious, stay grounded in your faith and just keep coming back to your true north and keep, keep reminding yourself and asking yourself, is this gonna better my life? Is this gonna help somebody that I love? Is this, you know, how does this affect us? And, and go from there. Because I know everything that we're doing is coming from a place of protecting our team and protecting our family, uh, protecting our business. And and that's really all you can do right now is kind of CYA and and see where it goes.
0: You know, I hear you, babes. I hear you. (laughs) So I am definitely going to brag about my friend a little bit because I remember a couple years ago, she created an event. I mean, I'm not going to say event, a show that was so massive and she led it with only five people, five. I mean, Megan, can we talk about that event, that gigantic event that you put together that you didn't sleep for years, (laughs) putting it together? That was awesome. Awesome.
1: Well, it was, it was definitely a passion project. I'll say that. (laughs) Um, We found that, again, going back to our absolute obsession with the community and wanting to spotlight the community and give, give everybody a chance to recognize each other and be recognized. And it really was a natural progression. You know, it started with a motto, Uh, started with a motto for the community and, and how, they kind of interpret that pride and how you're so proud of your license and, and what that means to you and then it grew into a weekly spotlight of an artist and their work and it just it just kept building until i was sitting around a conference table with the team and we were just like let's let's take this to the stage let's make this a real event and you know it became this huge event that there was a team behind me it wasn't just me Um, But it did, it did take a little bit of convincing of, you know, the the corporate folks that this was going to be an an event that resonated with the community. And it really, it really was a labor of love, because the team was about five people, plus a handful of artists that helped us get that perspective. Um, But we ended up bringing together some of the biggest most amazing names in the community and they were there to support it and we were so grateful that everybody just wanted to be a part of it everybody wanted to celebrate each other and it was easily one of the best nights of my life the first time we put it on and it was so emotional that before I sent the team out on stage for the first time I just sat them all down and said thank you for coming on this journey with me. Thank you for helping make it a reality. And then I just bawled and lost my shit and sent them out on stage. But it was an amazing, beautiful night. And we couldn't have done it without our full team and without the community's
0: support. Well, I went to it and it was awesome. It was awesome. But do you see guys, I mean, she worked in the corporate field and I guess she 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 graduated college. She worked, um, and she started working at a corporate company. And she built the social media for this company, well, many companies, from the bottom up. And she exploded it. Then she did this event that was insanely awesome. She does content creating. She does, uh, oh my God, what else do you do? You do so many things. I'm, she. She'd open up her salon. She's now gonna be a mom. I mean, she's got so many wonderful things happening. But, you know, all of these things that you've actually built, it wasn't easy. You know, you you worked a lot. And I remember, you know, you starting working at seven in the morning and didn't get home till 11, 12 o'clock at night. And I'm her friend, so therefore I could say these things, but she worked really, really hard and she got everything she wanted because of her hard work. And she was focused. I always say when you're focused, you're like a horse with the things on the side. She was laser focused and she delivered it. And it wasn't easy to make this show because I do shows. And they're really, really hard. And they're really, really expensive. And to organize them takes a lot of work. And she did it with five people. That looks like a production of 100, what she did. And she gets a lot of credit. And I'm really proud to call her my friend. And I'm really proud to have her on here because she's one of those people that you, and you, and you, and you, and you need to know. And if you ever have any questions, please call her up.
1: I'll be here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I just wanted to um, have her on here and share her knowledge and share her spirit and everyone congratulate her for her beautiful pregnancy. And Megan, I want to say thank you for being on here. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm sure everyone appreciates everything that you've said. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me and giving me the chance to speak to everybody.